You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Our sponsor today is Ivaclar VivaDent, one of the world's leading and most innovative dental companies. It provides dental professionals all over the world with products that empower them to provide faster and more effective dental care. Thank you, Ivaclar VivaDent. Abraham Lincoln once said, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first hour sharpening the axe. New dentist or seasoned pro, there are strategies you need to employ today if you hope to thrive tomorrow. To tell us more about this is our special guest, Dr. David Rice. Dr. Rice maintains a private practice and is an associate clinical professor at Buffalo School of Dental Medicine. He is the founder of Ignite DDS and travels the country inspiring dentistry's future to live their dream, have great success, and to make that same difference that has brought him so much joy. Dr. Rice, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you today? Doing very well. So the topic obviously is extremely timely, your COVID-19 comeback. We're at a point right now where a lot of the restrictions are being lifted. Dentists are either going back to work this week or planning to go back to work very shortly. And then there are still some that are in shelter in place. So it's, it's kind of staggered. But within a short time, we should be all getting back to the office. And I'm hearing a lot about what dentists aren't doing with their teams today. So to begin the podcast, can you share a little about that and what you think is a solid plan to move forward with during this crisis? I hear that too. I think, unfortunately, as we shut down and and kind of moved into that emergency-only care, dentists and teams really just haven't connected like they they needed to do. So, you know, I'm getting messaging from lots of teammates and, and lots of young dentists who are associates in practices, but they just... They haven't communicated with the owner of the practice, so they really just don't know what's happening. And and to your point, some practices are going back to work, so now it's a culture shock. Now all of a sudden, it's, well, wait a second, we haven't spoken for the last month and a half, two months, and what do we do? And then for those practices who are still shelter in place, it's, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So I, I think what they're not doing is communicating as well as they could what we have the opportunity to do is to make that communication and to and to make that communication very video driven so we can see our teams, we can assess for ourselves how they're doing. You know, fifty-five percent of communication is nonverbal. So I think it's important to communicate and to and to communicate in a way that you can visualize your team. This isn't just an emotional time for team members, it's an emotional time for patients. So what do you hear is going on with the communication to the patients and what is the most important thing to patients as dental practices come back? If you're a dental practice out there, make sure you're communicating to your patients and, and, and far more often than you think, at least once a week, if not more frequently, because right now your patients really have, they have two thoughts in their head. The first one is, am I safe? Am I, am I safe to come back to your dental practice? Am I safe to come in as a patient today if you're already open or if you're preparing to open? And, you know, the second emotion is, can you be more convenient than you've ever been? Because, hey, I've been off of work. Um, maybe I have kids. Maybe there's no daycare. Maybe there's no school. Maybe I'm taking care of my, my parents. Maybe my parents are elderly and, and I'm responsible for them, too. So I'm not only nervous for my own health, but I'm nervous for their health. And, um, you know, our communication with our patients is going to need to be at its very, very best because it's going to be like a typical bell curve. We're going to have some early adopters who want to come back 
And there's that middle 60%. And those are the people we're trying to make feel safe and show them. And those are the people we're trying to show them how convenient we can be. So they come back as well and we can hit the ground running and, you know, make up for this lost time. So what do you suggest is one of the most effective ways you can get that communication going between the dental practice and the patient to make sure these patients feel comfortable, confident that when they go to the dentist, they're safe and uh, they could resume their dental care as normal? Well, I'll tell you, if you want to be um, effective with your time, create a half a dozen videos of you, your team, you know, it could be people at home. If, if you're in your practice, though, and maybe you're doing a little dress rehearsal, could be from the practice. Start having the conversation about all the things that you've always done, as well as all the, the things that you're adding to it to be as safe as possible. Um, and then if you have the technology in place to leverage your database, send it out through your software. If you don't, have a go-to social media platform that you drive everybody to. So there's one location and people know where you're going to be reaching out to them on a very regular basis. Yeah. And I assume these videos and this communication should be done with a tone that's not, that doesn't instill fear. Um, it just has to be as friendly as possible to make the patient feel comfortable that things are going to get back to normal, even though it's going to be different protocol going on. No, you're hundred percent right. I think it needs to be friendly needs to be, um, you know, we're taking this thing seriously, but it, it shouldn't be negative. And I think it needs to be confident. And, you know, the more competent we are with all of our processes and our practice, the more confident you're going to be. But your patients are looking to you today to, to know that they're in safe hands when they come and see you. So you have to really instill confidence with them that you have a process in place. You have the same amazing team in place. And these are all these great things we're going to be doing to keep you safe. Yeah. And today, getting a video up is not really that big a deal like it was in the past, right? I mean, you can get a camera that sits on a tripod. Somebody could just film you and you can upload the video, hopefully, to your website. Even if you don't have a social media expertise, you could send an email out to all your patients and have a link in the email that takes them to your website where they can watch the video. Yeah, it's the confidence factor. And I think those doctors, those dentists that do what you're recommending are going to do better, right, on the comeback? Oh, 100%. I mean, if you if you just take your average patient and translate that to the average person in your family who is afraid, nervous, scared, whatever that emotion that they're feeling, and you become the person they can turn to and feel really good about what's going on right now, it's not only an opportunity to bring your patients back, it's an actually an opportunity to grow your practice because you become that dental practice in the community that people look to for leading the way. Yeah. Now, what do you think the risk is regarding the team members uh, and their fear of being, you know, six to eight inches away from someone's mouth using ultrasonic devices, such as, you know, obviously for hygiene, I guess they'll have to move to hand instruments for a while. But how do you allay those fears as a leader, a dentist who's leading the practice? I think you you show them that you've done your homework, you show them the CDC guidelines, you show them all the most intelligent people in the world that you've gone through those things. And, you know, on the hygiene side, you're, you're 100% right. You know, maybe we start with hand scaling and that happens for the next month and a half, two months. If you are going to bring in anything that um, brings aerosol to the table, there are HVE systems that you can use in hygiene just like we can use them on the restorative side that nominal, you know, I mean, they really take aerosol and almost eliminate it. It's, it's over 90%. So that's a, a massive decrease in the aerosol exposure. And on the restorative side, you know, you can do the same HVE system or, hey, 
rubber dams have been amazing in dentistry for a long time. So maybe you start pulling those out again and just leveling up your game. So with all this in place, with the communication, with the, you know, the videos, with the social media, whatever a dentist can do to build confidence with their team and with their patients, the bottom line is we need customers, just like any other business that exists. Without the customer, there's no business. So what do you see as far as the patients coming back at this point in the first month, three months, six months? What do you see the rest of the year looking like for that matter? So, I mean, here's the great news. What we're seeing right now is practices that are opening are getting a really great initial response. Now, I think most people who study economics in that in that bell curve that we referred to earlier know that we're going to get the early adopters. They're all coming in. They've been waiting. They can't even understand why we closed our doors. We're going to grab a chunk of that middle 60 percent. What's likely to happen a few months from now is we're going to start hitting that lull because those late adopters, you know, it's it's difficult to tell if they're going to be late two, three months from now or late six, eight months from now. So, you know, what we're really recommending to, to practices is phase your comeback. You know, phase one's going to be about um, bringing back, you know, you're going to be treating urgent needs. So, you know, you're, especially if you're a GP or on the restorative side, you've got all these patients that you had planned dentistry, and maybe some of it's even temporized. So phase one is you're going to be managing all that urgent care. You're still going to be dealing with emergencies, and you're probably going to be introducing a little bit of routine care. And then maybe a month and a half, two months from now, hopefully the urgent care is really under control. You will still have some emergencies. And then we're doing a little more routine care, and hopefully four, five, six months from now, we're back to routine care managing our emergencies. But I would expect that second wave, you know, as people are predicting from the healthcare side, second wave, expect a second wave where business again starts to slow down. So maybe phase your comeback of your team to mirror that. It's not wise to bring back your entire team on day one, you know, ease people into this, knowing that that's how patients are going to flow in. Are we going to be changing our behavior dramatically from our pre-COVID infection control protocol? Is this a new era of working in the practice with spacesuits and, you know, buying tons of this PPE stuff? And how does this affect workflow? What is the reality here? I think the reality is how I'm looking at it is almost good, better, best. Best is, yeah, we're making some fairly significant changes to how we um, you know, put our spacesuit on and, and get ready. That's best. You know, if we have N95 masks and we have shields and we have some sort of gowns and, you know, that's going to be new to a lot of people. I think we have to understand is just like we're going through this ebb and flow with patient care, there's going to be a time where maybe we don't have access to all the PPE in another three months like we do right now. It took us a while to get to this place to build it up. So we, we may run into this problem again. So best practice is that. You know, better is, yep, we're going to be doing all the right things, but we may have to we may have to scale back a little bit because we don't have enough access. And good is is maybe the recognition that, you know, long haul, this PP thing should normalize a little bit. So we've got to get ourselves through the next six to eight months, do the best job we can, be as safe as we can be, um, minimize patient overlap coming in and out of our doors, crossing each other in hallways, 
and, you know, just make people feel really safe and do all the things we've done in dentistry for the last, you know, hundred years, making people, you know, letting people know we are safe. And especially since HIV, my gosh, we really amped our game back then. And, you know, this is what we do in dentistry. So we, we are already safe and there'll be some new practices, but I, I think it's okay to understand that uh, it's not going to be a total game change for the long haul. Totally well said. So um, we really appreciate your feedback, Dr. Rice. It's been a fantastic having you on the program. We've had you before and we've gotten great feedback on your previous podcasts. We hope to have you again. Um, and in the meantime, we just have to hope and pray we get a solid vaccine coming out soon so we can just put this all behind us. But like I, like you said, dentists are versatile. They adapt. They're resourceful. Um, and they're all going to do well as long as they, like you said, communicate well with their team members, with their patients, and implement the processes that you're recommending. We should all be in good shape. Thanks again very much for, for coming on and hope to see you soon. Hey, take care. Thank you so much.